0: Welcome to the love that for us podcast. Come hang out with us as we explore a holistic approach to entrepreneurship, wellness, and navigating relationships in adulthood. We'll be getting vulnerable about life and dishing the business expertise we've learned along the way. Interviewing industry professionals, all while you get your weekly dose of girl talk and heart to hearts. We're your
1: hosts, Karissa Imiko and Ashton Brooke, and this is the love that that for us podcast.
0: Hi everyone. Uh, we're so excited for today's guest because my friend and fellow photographer Cassidy Lynn is here. Uh, Cassidy is a luxury wedding photographer and photography educator and content creator. She's been shooting since 2017 and creating content since 2020. And we're just so excited to have you and your business wisdom here. Also, what's super fun is I met you through photography and I I think I was the first guest on your podcast because you also mm-hmm. have a like education podcast called Oh Shoot and you're my first guest on I our know. podcast, which is so cute.
2: It is really cute. It's full circle. That's I'm so tearing cute.
0: Up. Oh, We're emotional. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're really emotional.
0: <laughs> but seriously, thanks for being here. We're
1: so
2: excited. Of yeah. Thanks for having me. I love that for us. We-
1: oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you do. Brand. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I, I've um, been waiting to say that. <laughs> We've said it in every episode. It just flows off the tongue. It's going to happen. It. It's going to keep happening. We'll never stop.
0: Um, We, Cassidy, you and I met through, like, just obviously, like Instagram. Then I came on your podcast. And then Will and I moved here to Grand Rapids, where you live. And we kind of started, like, meeting up and working together, going to coffee shops. And then we got our husbands to hang out. And then we started playing pickleball and we've gone snowboarding together. Now we do like soup Sundays and game nights and just like we're fully friends outside of work, which I think is fun. Yes, I love how
2: it's evolved. Like, it just started with, hey, a guest to my podcast, and now it's like, oh, can you watch my dog? Oh, yes. can we, can Will make me soup? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've dogs that for
0: each other. Which, by the way,
1: I got to, by way of staying at Ashton's house, dog sit for you, and fell in love with your dog, whose name I forgot right now, but it's something from Star Wars, question mark?
2: Ooh, it's from
1: Avatar.
2: <laughs> okay, oh, 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 don't tell
1: me, don't tell me, it's the big flying thing. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it tell with an an A. An A. Appa. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I love Appa. Carissa and yeah. Appa bonded. Hardcore. We bonded so and
1: I was really sad to give Appa back to you I'm the day so I met sorry. you. I was like, nice to meet you. Can I keep your dog?
2: <laughs> I know you were like holding on to him and I was like, um Can I have him you're back? Like, <laughs> Who are
1: you? Let him go.
0: <laughs> ah, so funny. Um yeah. Weird weird when like you're Worlds intertwined like that. I was like, whoa, these are my friends (laughs) that I've never met. But that was really fun. That was for my birthday party weekend. And wish we could go back. I had a blast. Mm. Anyways, Cassidy, tell us how and where and why you developed like an entrepreneurial spirit. Like, was it at a young age or how did you get to the place you are now of like owning and running a business? Mm. So,
2: I literally have been running businesses since elementary school. Um, Starting with my fourth grade classroom had these like classroom dollars and I would sell candy. Like I would go and buy candy at the store and sell candy for classroom dollars. And then I would like use the dollars to buy like a bigger prize or whatever. Um, (laughs) Wow. Literally started in fourth grade and I actually started a like hairstyling business in high school so i was like the hairstylist in my high school i did hair for everyone's prom i did you know like dances weddings i started to do brides yeah you are telling me that you did people's bridal hair as a teenager in high school i literally did like i was 15 or 16 and yeah people were trusting me to do their hair in high school which is so crazy but I really developed, like, a, like I think that's where I started to really be like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I really did think I was going to do hair for, like, the rest oh. of my life. I was going to go to cosmetology school and stuff. But um, that's kind of where my creative entrepreneurship kind of came together. And I realized, like, that's what I love to do. And photography just kind of came along, something that I started to do in college and discovered I was like pretty good at it so that's like yeah how it all started it was like back in elementary school yeah and then I you know just I feel like I just kept developing and kept like doing more entrepreneurially uh, how do you say the word entrepreneurial
0: Entrepreneurial. yeah entrepreneurial
2: (laughs) but yeah entrepreneurial anyway I'm (laughs) you know I'm not a, am not in stem or anything like that so like (laughs) I we take photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so then you started photography in college. How did that come about? Like, were you just taking p- people's senior photos or for friends, for fun? How did that all start?
2: Yeah, so I actually joined the photography team at the college I went to. Um, and I was doing, like, events and stuff. So, like, like the soccer game I'd go and take photos of or, okay. like, a basketball game or, like, a concert or whatever. Um, I did you know kind of pair that with taking photos of like my sisters and stuff so like when I would go home on breaks I'd take photos of my sisters and like my friends just so I could start to get that portrait experience um, and then slowly it turned into couples and then slowly it turned into weddings you know just you went kind back of, like, to
0: weddings just not for hair exactly yeah the wedding Which industry I- just has a hold on you it's just it calling
2: you. <laughs> I think I like wedding photography better than wedding hair though. Cause wedding hair was pretty stressful. Um, yeah. And it was just like, you were there for like two hours and then that was it. You just went home. It felt weird.
0: Yeah. But people look at what we do with wedding photography and they're like, that's so stressful. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not, it's not as stressful as you'd think you guys get it. Like I, I don't agree. think wedding photography is as stressful as you think it's stressful. But I feel like in a different way.
0: I agree. Yeah,
2: it's just like a high pressure
1: one day thing that happens and then and then it's kinda easy breezy after that.
0: <laughs> easy <laughs> right. breezy, beautiful. Power um, girl. What is what is something you like most love about being a business owner? Or was there something that like attracted you? Did you even know that you were gonna like being your own business owner, or were you just like, I have it in me, I feel confident I can do it?
2: Honestly. There wasn't anything specific that attracted me to it. I think it just was, like, a natural thing that happened. And, like, Loki, I don't work great with, like, a boss over me either. Like, mm-hmm. I just, like, I'm just, like, don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, respectfully, like, please, yeah. <laughs> respectfully, like, let me do my own no. thing. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so I think it just was, like, a natural thing. Um, like I said, I was doing it in high school. And so, like... I got a little taste of it when I was doing part-time photography, part-time working for a nonprofit, also shooting. Like I was getting a taste mm. for my own business, you know, what it was like to mm-hmm. like run it. Um, I think it really just kind of happened when I started to see, oh, I can make more money in my business than I can working for someone else's business. And I've always thought that like, I don't know, it always feels weird. Like I'm working 40 hours a week to grow your business. Like why don't I do 40 right. hours a week to grow my own business You know like I've always had that mindset of like
0: yeah I don't really like working for you I want to work for me you know and have your own freedom and flexibility and hours and everything
2: yeah Um, I feel
0: like so many entrepreneurs have that like sassy piece
1: of us we're just like I'm not why would I do that for you when I could do that for me (laughs) like we're just like don't tell me what to do Mm -hmm. I don't need like a boss I'll be my boss like I feel like that's just such a common thread with
2: entrepreneurs of just Mm -hmm. wanting to go their own way
0: are you an enneagram three
2: I don't think so. Okay. I can't ever remember what mine is. I think I'm a <gasps> six. Oh. Okay. That's connected to a three with like a, in a
1: different way. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we need to have a separate Enneagram conversation, Cassidy. <laughs> I know. Can you,
2: can can you take the quiz live? I'm obsessed
1: with the Enneagram. <laughs> that would be such a vulnerable thing to take that quiz live. Every really live would on be. the
0: podcast. <laughs> um do you ever like freak yourself out that you're the one responsible for making money in this way or does it motivate you oh yeah i have like a crisis
2: every like couple of months (laughs) (laughs) and honestly it's like different things that trigger me like my recent thing was like i have a deal with amazon and like i didn't do like all the videos i was supposed to and i literally was like i'm getting Uh fired like i'm never working with them again and that sent me into a crisis of like how am i gonna make money like i i I shared that on my story, I think, like, that I have, like, a lot of crises about my career. And I, I got a lot of DMs of people being, like, oh, I, I have that, too. Like, it's funny to, like, I view you as, like, the goal. But, like, you still mm-hmm. have these thoughts that I have. And I'm, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, <laughs> at least for me, it doesn't get better. Like, you know, as you start to, like, make more money, it almost just stresses me out.
0: <laughs> yeah, because... Any amount of like weddings booked or followers you've gained or whatever like authority you start to position yourself with in your industry doesn't equal. It's not like one plus one equals two. And when I get to two, all of a sudden I'm like at peace and like never worried or never mess up. It's just like people view you as like, oh, you're already at step two, and I'm still at step one. It's like, no, we're literally experiencing the same things. I maybe just started five years before you did. and we still share the same human experience as business owners, which includes like that freak out or that self doubt. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was like imposter syndrome. Was that recent experience with like your Amazon deal something that made you feel imposter syndrome like come in hot and heavy, or do you experience it at all still? I don't know if what I experience is
2: imposter syndrome. I think it's more just like sometimes I feel like, oh, why would someone want to work with me? Um, like, there's a million people out there that kind of do what I do. Like specifically with the Amazon thing, I was like, there's a million people they could find to do what I do for them. So it's just like almost that feeling. I don't know if it's necessarily like I feel I'm that's like impostery.
1: Im- yeah, it's impostery.
0: Okay, I don't know. It's kind I of I it's like self doubt.
2: In the yeah. neighborhood of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, same vibes. But what was your question again? Just like, has <laughs> there been any recent imposter syndrome oh, that you've experienced, uh, or do you? At yeah. All? It,
2: it's probably that. I also had like a moment this summer where I was just like really trying to figure out, like, where's my business heading? And that's something that I'm really trying to focus on is like everything that I say yes to aligning with like, where I want my business to go. This is a conversation me and Ashton had literally like a couple days ago Um, because it's like, there's, there's opportunities, but it's like what I need to say yes to like, does it align with where I want my business to go? So in the summer, I feel like I really had like a moment of being like, okay, the things I'm saying yes to, I don't feel like everything is helping me get to where I want to be. So I have decided to cut some things out that I normally would say yes to to give me more time to grow my business in other ways, which is really scary because it's like mm-hmm. I'm saying yes to money making opportunities in hopes that these other things that I put my time into make me more money or like are more fulfilling for me. But I don't right. necessarily know if it's gonna, you know, work out.
1: Yeah. Right. But that risk is like so worth it because those are the things that actually feel good and feel aligned. Where I think like when you start a business, you're kind of saying yes to like every opportunity that comes your oh way gosh. because you're just like get in the door. Okay. I'm going to photograph this cu- At least I photographed like couples for free in the beginning just to get a portfolio or you're just like doing all these things.
0: family the mini shoots. I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to do family minis. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you get to this point where you're at, where you get like to just be honestly just more picky with how you're spending your time mm-hmm. so that you can feel really good about every single thing that you're doing, which is cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when have you, showed- you, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Have
1: you, you have a, you have a following, you have a good old, good old following on the gram. Mm-hmm. Have you has like the pressure of being anything? I don't know. Insert here. Ha- has that grown as your following has grown? Do you feel like you, you have people expect more of you, or you have to like be something. Is that have you ever felt that pressure on social media?
2: Honestly, no. I Ooh. yeah, I love I, that for you. <laughs> I really view social media kind of as like I'm posting the things that I want to show, like my sisters and my mom. Like I just feel like mm. when I post, I'm just posting for the people I care about, and whoever wants to be there along the way can be there along the way. Um, I honestly, social media is very freeing for me. It's very Mm. much a creative outlet for me. I know that everything I do on there is not going to succeed. Um, I do know that people probably have expectations for me. People want, you know, just like people expect certain things for you as you grow a following, like, and have a platform. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm always like, I don't have to do anything. I literally don't have to do anything. Like I don't have to Post every single day. I can if I want to. I don't have to post about this. I don't have to post about this. Um, you know, obviously, unless I'm being paid to, then I will. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's more, yeah, like I I really don't see feel a pressure, maybe not so much anymore. Maybe when I was growing, when I started to really see those numbers, every single day I would grow a lot of followers. There was a little bit of pressure there because I'm like, I have the traction, I need to keep going. Um, but I am kind of at a point where it's not stagnant. I'm still growing, but not as much. I kind of think like the algorithm and stuff has changed a little bit to where my posting is not going to get me like the most followers anymore, but, um, yeah, what not really pressure.
0: So if it's not pressure, I love that you're like, would my family want to see this? Like, that's who I'm going to like just share with. Is that how you think like a lot of your personal brand developed?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I would literally just post like my chai every day and then it became like, <laughs> oh, you like chai or like my matcha? And then it became, oh, I'm posting, like I'm going to create matcha presets because I just like matcha. Um, Yeah. I think like that, th- like that is really, I think how the best social media accounts are run or honestly just the best businesses are just run by doing something that you love. So photography is something that I really love, but like, I also really love fashion and like video editing like those are things that I'm I really enjoy I always have um so I think like integrating what you love into your business whether if it is photography cool like if you also like makeup or you also like thrifting like incorporating that into your brand I think that is what makes it so well-rounded and so you I actually just had someone dm me oh no, no no it was on a mentor session and someone was like everything you post is so Cassidy like every time you post I'm like that's so Cassidy and she's like how do you do it I'm like I literally am just being I mean literally being right (laughs) exactly like I'm literally just being Cassidy like I do feel like there are some elements on social media I kind of embellish a little bit like yeah I like matcha but like I'm not drinking it like six times a day you know what I mean but like (laughs) sometimes like I you know you kind of pick and choose what you show and what you don't show Um, but yeah I do think that's like kind of how the personal brand Developed was just by posting what I liked, and that's and that that
0: connects people.
1: Yeah, it does. Such good social media advice too, because I think so many people can get caught up in the social media strategy of like, what do I post? But you're just such a good example of being true to yourself. I love, love, love you're just like, what should I post for my mom or my siblings, my family, whatever? Like that's such a good mindset for somebody to get into who's maybe just starting to grow their account because then you're really just going to be super authentic to who you are. And I think people are like, what should I post? And they're looking at what other people are doing. Oh, this girl has a fashion account and that does well for her. Oh, Cassidy talks about matcha and that does well for her. And they're like, maybe I should talk about matcha. But if you just really actually show what you actually love like that's naturally going to come into fruition instead of like feeling like you have to work so hard to figure out your brand pillars or your content pillars and it doesn't actually have to be that hard it actually can be really easy when you just be instead of do your social
0: Mm -hmm. media do you use brand pillars when we say that I don't know if people are like what's a brand pillar
2: yeah honestly I would say no I probably have them like in my head But honestly, no, like I am not that structured. That's way too much admin (laughs) for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too much admin. not that structured either. Um, Has your personal brand like changed recently or just developed? Like how has it developed since you started even sharing about photography ever online?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely changed. I feel like when I first started sharing, I mean... I first started doing photography. I was just posting my work and that was it. But then I started to get into TikTok um, in 2020. I started doing more education. Um, But I feel like I was doing a lot of like trends and like not really showing like, talk I wasn't talking as much I was just kind of like showing my work and like little stuff like that and then it, slowly I started integrating my voice into my social media platforms I started doing a lot more original content versus like mm-hmm. following trends and personally I will always be a huge fan of create your own original content yeah I do trends sometimes but like there's a reason it's a trend you know like it's mm-hmm. like you're kind of following what someone else does versus like I want to do my own thing. Um, and I honestly, not to like to my own horn or anything, but I do feel like that kind of makes me stand out a little bit. because I do yeah. a lot of like my own totally. thing versus like, oh, here's what another photographer is doing. I'm just going to f- copy what they do. Like I'm like looking at, you know, I follow all sorts of different people and I'm just like getting inspired by who knows what, someone that builds furniture, you know, like, or someone that makes candy. I literally follow a candy, candy <laughs> making account. Logan's Candies. They're the best. What does that do for
0: you inspirationally? Like what, why do you do that?
2: Um, I think I just like to see how other people are succeeding. Like what types of videos are succeeding? Um, like, I don't know. Like, is it a voiceover? Is it a story? Like, I'm just noticing these things. And then I like think about myself as a consumer. And then Mm -hmm. I think about myself as a creator and what do my consumers want to (laughs) see? Um, this is I getting know, okay. deep. Can I, it's this really, really deep. Like, <laughs>
1: si- no, this is because it's not just like... You're, what you're talking about is psychological sales trends, not necessarily like, oh, this is a trend. This is a trending audio with a trending reel or TikTok oh gosh, that you make. Yeah. You're, you're like, no, I'm looking at the trends of people. I'm like paying attention to what people are consuming and what they're watching and paying attention to so that you can replicate that. And that's such a powerful way to view trends yeah. as opposed to like, I'm just going to jump into the hype pool of this like trending real or TikTok and it goes viral once, but that's actually mm-hmm. not helping my brand because right. it's just a one-off like random viral thing as opposed to actually building a brand based off of who yeah. you are authentically and actually just paying attention yeah. to what's going on in the social media world. Mm-hmm. So I'm a psychiatrist is what you're saying. So you should... <laughs> start social media therapy for people thank you okay that's yes, my next thing yes, therapy by <laughs> yes.
0: I think you like you have all you have your what is the phrase like your hands in different things what's the phrase I'm looking oh, for what is like that hands phrase in pots or
1: hands? Like pots pots. Pots. <laughs> you pots, like your, cooking, cooking
2: pots you have yeah, like cooking cooking pots yeah like you buckets? have a lot of hands in po- pots
1: oh Somebody DM us if you know what we're Help talking me out. about. Okay, but yeah. you have... You're doing lots you, of things.
0: You're doing lots of things. You have a <laughs> podcast where I feel like that's specifically where you're pouring value to your audience. It's a niche place for you. And on Instagram you're so personal, like people, I expect, honestly, like almost more personal content and just like you sharing your life there than I do for you to post a bunch about like wedding photography. It's like, even in your original content, like I feel like people just get to know you. And I think that's such a valuable piece for someone who's like struggling to know how to share their their business or develop a personal brand. And it's like, honestly, be confident in creating content that is original to you and that's where like people are connecting to you and then you have these other outlets of like this is where I'm giving a lot of value and then you have an outlet of like providing um a stream of income through like courses like you have these options for like sales but you see how this is like all interconnected it's like you're connect bringing people into your life you're adding value both on Instagram but also so much in your podcast and then People know you and they like you and they trust you then when you're selling something, which isn't that often that you're like, I have a new course. I have new presets. It's just like often enough that you're running this kind of like well-oiled machine, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: And honestly, can I say all of that was kind of by accident? Like it wasn't like I sat down and was like, I need to... Yeah, like, I need to start a podcast so that I could sell stuff so that I can do this. Like, it literally was like, oh, I just feel like I should start a podcast. Like, I just feel like that'd be fun. Like, I decided on a Tuesday and posted, like, all my episodes the next week. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, one of those <laughs> Who things. Who are you?
0: Uh, honestly... <laughs> I don't know. Jeff Bezos? Have, Who am I? I don't know. I have conversations <laughs> with people that like know you, uh, and they'll be like, I don't know how Cassidy does it. And I'm like, dude, I don't either. She exhausts me. But then like I'll also <laughs> see you. And I'm like, you have a life though. Like you'll be like one PM on a Wednesday. Do you guys want to go play pickleball? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I mean there's a lot of things that I've automated or kind of like, you know, uh outsourced. outsourced. Um but I think like, just the whole business structure of it just started with, like, literally what I like to do. I was like, I like to post these yeah. TikTok videos. And then I was like, well, if someone wants to learn from me additionally, I'm going to create a $30 guide. My, for, I created one dollars guide. And then I had two $30 guides. And I was like, if someone wants to buy these, they can. And honestly, I wasn't selling a lot. It's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I came out with like a course just for fun. And then is when I started my podcast. You know, it just kind of like Mm -hmm. kept growing. And yeah, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Like I literally just felt it like, oh, I should do this. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like,
1: correct me. If I'm wrong, I feel like I'm getting this sense of you as a businesswoman where you just like kind of hold things loosely and you're willing to like throw spaghetti at the wall and just like try oh, it out. Like does my life is spaghetti. Like, okay. Spaghetti. Because, okay. Because there's this, this theme. I keep hearing you say like, I did this just for fun. I did this just for fun. I a podcast sounded fun. So I just did it. And I feel like that is something that so many people can take a page from your book from. Was that the right phrase? Take yeah. a page from Very your book. Good. That was good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well-placed phrase. Um, because that's not how a lot of people do their business. They're like, mm-hmm. so in the strategy or what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to, it's that hard thing. I'm creating this sales funnel. I'm going to have them listen to the podcast to buy the course blah, well button. bought it. So um, our, like, meticulous calculated. and calculated and you're just like I'm just gonna try this and see what happens and I think your energy behind that of like the loose, you're holding it loosely it just makes it everything so much more flowy like things flow to you things for flump flow from you <laughs> and it just sounds fun like I'm like I want to do that fun. I want to like yeah, throw girl. spaghetti at a wall and have like not really be attached to the outcome like it sounds like you
2: don't really attach yourself to the outcome of like the success of a product or a course. Is that true? Yeah, I would say most of the time. I mean, I'm definitely attached to some of the things I do, but I'm more than willing to launch something. And if it fails, if one person buys it, I'm like, okay, like one person bought it. Like maybe I just won't do that again. But you know, like, I don't know. So for example, like my merch, like I just started doing it because I was like, I am bored. This sounds fun. (laughs) And then I was like, wait, like I actually feel like I can make some cute stuff. So I just kept doing it. And like, it's not my biggest moneymaker. It's not, but it's like what I like. Like it's, I look forward to it. Every drop. I'm so excited. Yeah. And I think like every business owner needs like those little things in their business. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not super profitable. Could be mini sessions. Maybe you like low key Mm kind of like newborns, like low key. You're like, I would love to just see a baby for an hour. Like maybe you just do the session. Not because it's like something you want to like actually do in your business long term but it's like this is just something that I think is fun it makes me happy or something new like yeah. you go you know to a style shoe or something just out of the box like I feel like it can become robotic if you don't do yeah. something like that
0: and it just keeps like you creatively fulfilled where there's not this like monetary pressure involved in like the result of something and I think nowadays people like who have entrepreneurial spirits were just like well, this has to be good. And I want to, like, I want to produce a product or a service or something that's like going to kill it. And I love your outlook on just like, but what's fun and like inspiring to you where you can take away the pressure of like how it does or how much profit you make. Obviously like we want to be profitable and I think that's good and okay. But Mm -hmm. these like avenues that you've branched out to are just like filling that creative side because you have like that was kind of one of my next questions. Like you've branched out to other things. Like, is there, how do you make room in your personal brand and your business? Like if you have a niche, say wedding photography business, how does someone like branch out on the same platform to like try other things or like bring people into new passions or ideas that you have? Yeah.
2: You literally just do it. Like, (laughs) like, I, people put themselves in <laughs> sure. boxes. You're putting yes. yourself in a box if you think you can't, like, do something else. Like, I think that's what people want to see. Out of the
1: box. Out of the box. Yes. yes. Do you guys remember that? Do you remember that show? I was...
2: Out of the womb, barely. But I do remember that, yes. (laughs) She's younger than us, remember? (laughs) Fresh
1: out of the womb. I was trying to remember, yeah. A little taut.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but like, I feel like people do put themselves in boxes. And like, if you want to try something else, who knows what it is? If it's education, I don't know. There's lots of things you can try. Editorial work, literally just try it. Like, it's... It's You're literally... It's not that deep. Yeah, and it's like you are the one... You're the one holding yourself back. Um, Always. Yeah, most likely. So yeah, I'd say literally I mean, if there's something anyone wants to do, just do it. Like, and if it doesn't succeed, it's okay. Like, it's not like your life dependent I'm inspired right on now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm Girl. inspired. I want to fill my month with fun
2: now. <laughs> just only yes. fun things. Yeah. And and I feel I think, like, like... Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Um, I feel like it's just like... kind of making room for the artist because that's kind of like where you started was being an artist and then like yeah you turn into a business owner but not losing like the artistic side of it I think Mm. is really important like I do I try to take my business owner hat off and put on the artist hat quite frequently because that's you know like literally why I'm here um so just Mm -hmm. like making sure you still make room for the inner artist and it's not so like rigid that you want to die right wow
1: i love so that important. so much it's just it's art for art's sake and if you're a creative who's also a business owner like at least for me i i relate to your like fourth grade story like i was like making money and finding ways to make money from birth like just <laughs> anything and everything but i would always learn some new creative outlet or a new medium of art and then find a way to make money doing it and then discouraged or burnt out because I was only trying to make money doing the art as opposed to creating with the art Mm -hmm. and art for art's sake. Like I like just like love that analogy of like, okay, let's take off the business owner hat and put back the artist hat on because the artist doesn't really care about making money. They just care about making art. Mm -hmm. And then the creative flow that comes from that honestly probably will serve your business owner self after you've just been able to create for creation's sake.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think like when it comes to marketing, like Okay. So like you're an artist, but you do have to market yourself at the same time. And a lot of the times people just view that as a mundane task that you have to do, but that in itself, marketing is also an art form. And like, I Mm -hmm. truly do view like video editing and like marketing as another form of art. So like, I feel like you kind of have to have like that artistic view on a lot of different, you know, on marketing, on different areas in your business where you normally wouldn't have that view. Like it's very easy to just, you know, do whatever everyone else is doing, stick to a template, whatever, but like stepping outside of the box and marketing in your actual like job. I don't know. In your emails, there's other things you could do it in, but I can't really think of it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I, have
0: to I, say. <laughs> I appreciate your like, approach you have this part of your personality that's just like pretty matter of fact and like you you take the emotions out of some of your business decisions Ooh, that word <laughs> it's a hard business one Business decisions <laughs> it got slurry there for a second um I appreciate and it, you inspire me in the way that you and this may this might just be like my perception but I just don't feel like you're always like emotionally making choices and I think that's really uh, lent itself to your success and and propelled you forward in ways that like other people get stuck because they're like the artist side of us also comes with like emotions attached percent. Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> so I definitely still like there are some things that trigger emotions in me obviously I'm not like a sociopath like I have emotions <laughs> but like <laughs> right. the whole thing with Amazon like I was mentioning the Amazon videos that did send me into like a two-day depression where I was just like bro I'm yeah. so upset over this like I lost an opportunity but obviously I didn't end up losing an opportunity but like you know like there are still emotions but I do get what you're saying and I think it is healthy in some sense to not get too emotionally attached to things I think that's something that I've just learned in my business journey especially like when you're first starting out you work with a lot of people who are budget shoppers and they just like ghost you and like get your hopes up and then they let you down and i learned very quickly that like i cannot get emotional about this because it's it's just the name of the game they're just looking for a wedding photographer like they're not looking for m- me to be their best friend for the rest of their life and they're rejecting me as a person like they're literally just like it's wedding photography it's a big deal but it's not like my whole entire existence, death. yeah, is going to fall yeah. apart if someone says they don't want to book with me. So I think that's something I had to learn pretty early on because I, I, I do get like emotional sometimes. Um, <laughs> but but I think in my business I've tried not to be. You know, like I got to be yeah. a big girl. I got to toughen up. You know,
0: totes, yeah, totes. Um. Okay. Quick pivot. I want to talk about passive income, and I my first question is, is passive income really? actually, passive, <gasps> oh
2: my gosh, no, that's a good question, yeah, no, it's not like it is once you spend like two years setting it up, you know what I mean uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I uh, there are some things that are a little bit more passive than others, like I think like affiliate links and stuff like that's a little bit less work, but you still have to go and market it. You still have to create a platform where people care about your affiliate links. So no, I don't think there's any true form of passive income. Mm -hmm. There is a point where you've set it up perfectly to where you don't really need to market it anymore. Like I feel like with my presets, I'm kind of at a point where it's like word of mouth and like my work speaks for itself. And so those are more, they are really passive. Like I don't really mention them as much, but there are other things in my career where, I do have to mention them. Like I do have to market it. It's not 100% passive. So yeah, no. Right. No.
0: What is something that someone needs to do before they can like actually venture into something that's quote unquote passive income?
2: With something that they need to do before?
0: Um, I
2: think just kind of like make sure you know what your goal is with your passive income. Like what's your goal in your business period? Like what mm-hmm. are you trying to do with this? Like don't like release like, I don't know, like a website template. If you're not actually like trying to be an educator, you know, like don't, don't like do things that don't actually align with your end goal. Like make sure whatever you're trying to earn passively is helping you get to like whatever the end goal is. There's lots of end goals, but yeah, I would say like just make sure it aligns first before you just (laughs) launch it. I mean... uh, I feel like it's a little bit hypocritical of me because I do just kind of willy-nilly launch things but um no I don't think it's hypocritical I know what you're but saying but I think the
1: the alignment piece like that you focus on it that it it just makes sense but you're still willing to try it out like you're yeah. you're not you're not like blindly being an idiot about your business but you're also willing to like take risks and just like throw spaghetti at the wall and see what mm-hmm. happens yeah
0: yeah because passive income can look so it's like such this like sexy phrase that we're like oh I want passive income like I want to just make money in my sleep but that's kind of why I brought it up. It feels like a little bit of a false promise and Mm -hmm. to just go for something randomly that doesn't align, isn't going to serve you or the work that you have to put in, isn't going to be inspiring to end up making things a little bit more passive. And my other question about that would be, do you think a strong personal brand is something that like people need to lay the foundation with first to be successful with something like passive income? Um,
2: I would say most of the time, yeah. Like, that actually is something that popped into my head, like, after I answered your question. Like, I do feel like you kind of have to have, like, that brand established. I mean, there are some ways you can have passive income. Like, if you were to sell presets on Etsy and if you just got really popular on Etsy, like, that's not really a personal brand. That's more just, like, a search thing. Like, someone literally Googles, like, I don't know, whimsical presets or something, like, your presets could pop up, you know. Um, But I would say for the most part... If you want like loyal customers, like recurring loyal customers, that personal brand is so crucial to set that up beforehand. Um, yeah. And I I don't think it needs to be as deep as everyone thinks like, oh, making a personal brand. It literally starts by just showing people what you love to do um, and what yeah. you're passionate about.
0: Do you it's think that simple. people, why do you think people get lost with like this need for like growing a following. Cause I, I know I have gotten this question and I'm sure you get flooded with this. It's just like, how did you grow? And we're like obsessed with that, that it almost like puts this like tension and pressure of like how to show up and it instead takes away the joy and like just casual, natural way of showing up. Like what's your advice to someone that's probably asking you the freaking same question all the time. Like, how do you grow? And do you think that's the right question that we should be asking?
2: Hmm. Uh, yes and no. I do think there's a, a certain number of followers that kind of make someone more trustable, you know, more trustworthy than someone else, which sucks. That I really wish that wasn't the case. But I do think like there's a certain number that once you're in a higher number followers, you are a little bit more trustworthy. I feel like people just view that as more credible. Like I said, I wish that wasn't the case, but that is just kind of how our brains are wired. Um, I don't think you need to grow following wise in order to have a successful business. I mm-hmm. think it just depends on where you want to do your marketing. If you are getting a lot of clients, like word of mouth, like forget Instagram, literally forget about mm-hmm. Instagram. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't need her. But like, if you do find yourself getting a lot of bookings from Instagram, then I think growing a following would be super helpful. I did do a poll on my Instagram, like maybe a year ago. And I asked people like, would you rather have a photographer with tons of amazing reviews or like a high Instagram following? And people said Instagram following. Um, oh, wow. I almost wait, that surprised me. I thought it was going to be too. reviews. No, no, it was, yeah, it wasn't. Whoa. Um, and so, I mean, obviously huh. like it's just an Instagram poll. It's not like a, yeah. <laughs> a college research paper, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's, yeah. it's interesting that's that that's what people view as like trustworthy and credible. So I think it's partially important, but I, mm-hmm. I think you have to do it in the right way. Like grow your followers. I, you know, obviously there's like bad ways to grow your followers. Like followers do not equal money. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I have a hundred and something thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars like followers but that does not equal a hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean like it's not the same thing um do i have a larger reach yes but it's not like it's not like it equals money so i don't think you need it but i do think it makes you credible Hmm. hmm And contribute, like contributes to the success that you have, but it's, it doesn't
1: equate to success. Like, no, I think some people can think like, oh, once I get X amount of followers, then I'll have what I want or I'll reach my business goals or I'll find the success. But that's just so not true. Like there's so much that goes behind the scenes of running a business and that's, that's not about following or that number that's there.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think it, it matters Like the, obviously the people on Instagram are the ones that care about Instagram followers. So like, it matters like where you're on like, where, where are the people that you are connecting with? Like I've I have clients who literally don't even have Instagram. They -hmm. literally don't have Instagram. I had a client who went viral on my TikTok and I had to show her on my phone (laughs) because she like didn't have the app. Like there are just some people that just (laughs) don't have social media and don't care about that. Like don't care. Yeah. And some people do care. Like some people care more about reviews and some people care more about a cool website. Right. Like it literally just depends on the type of people that you're booking um, and yeah. your audience.
0: It surprised me about the, like, what, what do you want more in a photographer? Like followers or reviews? Cause my gut instinct is like reviews. Like I want to know that people like trust them, right. worked with them in person, like had a very real experience with them. Reviews to me are huge. And I always feel like mm. people with service based industries, like or service-based jobs are, we lack that like urgency to collect good reviews and how those speak for themselves because totally aside from weddings or whatever industry you're in, I'm constantly looking when I'm buying from Amazon, how are the reviews? Like Mm -hmm. if it's under four stars, I honestly talk myself out of it. If it's a restaurant, (laughs) I'm looking up on like Google maps. I'm like bad reviews. Like I don't want to go there. And it's like my brain just works like that. Mm -hmm. So And it had nothing to do with like the numbers associated with that. So I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I think I might be like, I think
2: I might just value things a little bit differently because I look restaurants up on Instagram and I'm like, okay, what is your following? Like, like how cool is your Instagram? Ooh. And I do think sometimes people like, like if someone goes to your page and you have a hundred thousand followers in my brain, I'm like, okay, they must have those followers for a reason. For a reason. Like, there's a reason yeah. that all of those people are following them. It's almost like those are kind of built-in reviews a little bit.
0: Not that they've worked yeah. with them
2: directly, but they've experienced their brand enough that they continue to follow and choose what to follow. What if they bought
0: their followers and it's like they have such <laughs> low engagement? Well, then <laughs> that's the What election. about that, Cassidy? <laughs> <later>. <laughs> then I'm screwed.
2: I'm going to bad restaurants,
0: okay? Oh, my gosh. so funny. Um. Okay, cool. Anything else before we get to our speed round questions? I don't have
2: a question. No, I don't have a question for myself. I'm good. I'm good to go.
0: I'm You're like, set. no, I'm being, the, I'm the one being interviewed here. Yeah. I'm like, um, do you guys have questions?
1: <laughs> You're like, no, actually, do you have any more questions for me? You just start taking over the podcast. You, yeah. Did you want to interview
0: Carissa and I? Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Well, before we get to those, thank you so much for t- chatting about all that. I think this is such fun conversation and, um, just good to get, Different experience from different people who have obviously like a different view and lens like I think we just showed that we do like we we look for value in different ways and people can run their businesses through their own lens and through their own like beliefs and still be successful so good stuff okay um this is what we call sort of speed round because you don't know what these questions are, but we want you to answer kind of fast but also not like with pressure. Like there's no time limit. <laughs> okay. If you need a second and then
1: they get deeper and deeper so if we need okay. to like talk about it.
0: Yeah, are <laughs> okay. you? How this is a question you didn't I didn't prepare for. But like on a scale of 1 to 10, how vulnerable on your podcast would you say you get? This mm. is
1: not a speed round question, by the way. This is not. This is yeah. a preface
2: to the speed round. Um I would say not too vulnerable. Like, I have, like, life updates I do, but a lot of the times it's more just, like, teaching and sharing my experiences. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, a super vulnerable person to begin with. Like, I feel like you mm-hmm. really got to pry things out of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got everything really close to my chest. So, <laughs> I feel like on my podcast it's more, like, lighthearted rather than, like, here's this really sad thing that happened to me this week. Like, I don't really do that. Yeah. yeah totally okay well we're
1: gonna start really easy with what's your current go-to
2: snack <gasps> guys I like don't have snacks in my house it's really sad I'm like I super don't either right now um <laughs> <laughs> like just right now like we need to go get snacks um <laughs> I actually have been eating um these little churro things that Ashton showed me one time
0: <laughs> from yeah. Costco
2: yeah but I found them at Aldi but yeah Oh, oh wait, actually I found them at Meyer. but yeah, they're like these, like it's literally called you need this. And they're like these cute, it's this cute little like pink bag and they're churros. Oh, I'm going to go buy them. Yeah. Sounds yummy. Churro chips. So
0: good. They are delicious. Okay. What's the most favorite place you have visited? Mm, My bed. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I,
2: I just went to Italy, so I, I would feel like that is probably favorite as of, Right mm. now, because it's really fresh. Like we went to Capri right. specifically. Like the island of Capri was gorge, gorge, gorge.
1: Ugh,
2: yeah. jelly. Love I've that never for Never been you. To Italy.
1: Okay, <laughs> what is a current favorite product that you're into
2: right now? Ooh, products. What products do I even use? Oh my gosh, I'm you're a product blanking. girly. I am. I really am. Um. I have been doing heatless curls like okay I stopped doing them for a little bit but I just recently started doing them again and like the way that I feel like Farrah Fawcett just like <laughs> so like gorge with this these heatless curls it's like this heatless like a uh, rod thing and then it comes with scr- right. these scrunchies and then I just wrap my hair up in it yeah sleep with are your current curls
1: right now heatless curl curls
2: they <laughs> heatless curl curls they heatless curl curls they were, but then I had to recurl it today because I shot like my merch okay. today. Um, They're like half heatless curls. Yes, and you know what they say: okay. the uglier you look when you go to bed, the prettier you wake up.
1: You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I have one of those rods sitting in my drawer, and I have yet to try it out. But please, it does. I'll, your, I'll give it a try.
2: Your curls will be bouncier, probably than you would prefer, but like they fall really nicely. Like at okay. first, it's okay. like a jump scare, and then it's like, wait, these are actually <laughs> like good. Okay, great. <laughs>
0: I mean she so did hair. I feel like we can trust her. She
2: did hair. She did hair. Yeah, like, like she ten was 14. years
0: ago. But okay. <laughs> Still. Okay. What? Oh wait, it's yours to ask her. So sorry. No, no, it's yours. Yes. Yeah, okay. What her. was your first job? Oh,
2: uh when I was fifteen, I was a busser at a Chinese restaurant. Um, yeah. Love. I will say customer service is not really my forte I always got critiqued on like Cassidy smile Cassidy be nice to people and I'd be like (laughs) please like I have just give you your food yeah literally I have RBF um this is not my passion I'm wearing ugly clothes like all the things. Like, I was Let not me either. Right. You're like, yeah. I'm not cheery right now. This isn't yeah. a
1: cheery experience. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> it was, so like, funny. a really
2: cute, like, first job. Like, I literally just, like, bust tables at a Chinese restaurant. Would do, like, the to-go for them. It was, like, a family-owned restaurant. So, it was really cute and wholesome. Cute. Appropriate. Yeah. Appropriate. Appropriate. Wholesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, what... Would you rather watch a show or read a book?
2: Mm, probably read a book. I'm not a big TV person. Um, I don't know. Like, I go with tv i go in waves with books i feel like i'm pretty consistent like okay. i always have what, a do you, book what are I'm you reading.
1: reading what are you reading right now
2: right now i'm reading akatar a court of thorns and roses series yes. have you guys heard of that i
1: mm-hmm. have
2: okay it's like Ty- a- i think
1: tyler is reading that right now or did but okay. yes it's
2: it's like a fan it's a fantasy like fiction book which fantasy is a little far for me i'm usually into like the rom-coms but like it's you know it's fantasy like we've got magic and stuff like that which is you know that's <laughs> Elves, a little yeah know actually it's a little past what i normally would prefer but <laughs> it is very interesting once you get hooked it's giving like hunger games slash um twilight like it's a mix kind of of the two so oh. yeah okay and i like think not- i've seen this a lot on Instagram people are reading this yes Yes, I honestly think it's gonna be like the next big series into a movie type of thing like similar to Twilight and Hunger Games I think they'll probably turn it into a movie you heard it
0: here first oh I'm sure
2: (laughs) okay okay. (laughs) I'm definitely not the first person to say that but that's okay (laughs)
0: okay um do you have any repeating dreams oh
2: gosh that's deep that is so deep (laughs) I uh no not repeating i do have lucid dreams which are terrifying mm. we're like me too i open my eyes yeah and like a spider's falling on me and i oh i actually physically react to them so i will jump out of bed and start hitting the bed nothing. and like oh no like there's nothing there but like i start like acting like you know like like oh a mouse just jumped into my bed i'm gonna freak out and like charlie be like Cassidy, there's no mouse or like yeah oh
0: my gosh Yeah. Yeah. So you you wake up
2: and
1: you think that was like real, but it wasn't your dream. Relatable. Lucid dreams Mm -hmm. are so trippy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What compliment do you hear most
2: online? Compliment. Um, uh, I feel like I get (laughs) a lot of people who like my hair recently because I got extensions so you'll be, and the heat, people be the like heatless your girls. hair is slaying. And I'm like, thank you. I spent five hundred dollars like <laughs> this. So
0: it better be slaying. Thanks, <laughs> I bought it.
2: Yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> what is the biggest compliment you hear from most people in your real life? Like that know you? Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone thinks
2: I'm so funny. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like genuinely. I'm I mean, just mo- like really funny. <laughs> I feel like most of the time people will be like, oh, I like your outfit. I get that a lot. Like, oh, I like what you're wearing or look, you look really cute. I would say that is probably, yeah. Not like, I usually don't get deep compliments. Like, like, oh my gosh, you're <laughs> the nicest person I've ever met.
0: It's always like something appearance wise. <laughs> okay. You're, like, you're just like a put together person. I feel like when you I, are sure. Yeah. about yeah. the world boot Mm -hmm. in a boot
1: um okay what's a recent self-realization that you had
2: um i would say it was like in my business i kind of like realized that i need to kind of pivot a little bit what i'm doing um yeah i would say that is probably it yeah like just kind of pivot like i said things i'm saying yes to things i'm saying no to that was probably the most recent
0: Mm. what's the biggest misconception people have about you
2: that I am an extrovert. These people mm. think that I am like the most extroverted person ever. I am not. Like, no, 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 no. Carissa, if if I hadn't met you before, I probably would be a little bit more like introverted because I don't like 100% know you yet. Like right now, introverted yeah. like on this podcast. Oh, okay. I'm glad we yeah. met. And then yeah. you no feel yeah. free. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think I'm more like extroverted but that's actually my husband charlie is like the extrovert like the one who's going to go up and talk to you like a stranger i'm more i like to i keep my circle of friends close like i'm yeah more introverted yeah okay what is a
1: limiting belief about yourself that you've had to overcome or are currently overcoming
2: a limiting belief (laughs) could you
0: define limiting belief (laughs) (laughs) um like something that in your brain is hold like has held you back
1: yeah like oh I can't do that because I'm not blank enough or something like that
2: Mm. I think like in my business a big thing has been like my niche like oh I'm a photography educator I can't you know branch out and do influencing or do fashion or Mm. you know do other things like i have to stick to photography um i currently am overcoming it i think i specifically when i went on my italy trip i tried to do a little bit more just like personal posts like just of me and of Charlie and like of the landscape and those performed really well. It got a lot of engagement, which was kind of just like a solidified my feelings of like, Oh, I want to do this a little bit more. Um, I would say I'm still kind of battling it. And I mean, it's kind of like a thing I have to take time in my day to do. Like I have to intentionally incorporate it into my day because I feel like right now I'm so photography education focused in my niche that um. yeah I don't have time in my week to where I'm like oh let's go take outfit pics like that's just not in mm-hmm. my schedule right now but I like you know that's something that I'm currently yeah integrating overcoming cool yeah
0: okay our last one is the deepest maybe oh no, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> you got this it's not that bad okay. what is something that you think you need to hear right now hmm um
2: that it's okay to rest and take a break. Mm, amen. Yeah. That's especially cause like I shot my last wedding like two weeks ago. Like I am horrible at just like being okay with nothing. Like being okay with today I'm going to read a book. Like mm. I love to just always have something to do. Um, So just being okay with the fact that like I know things are going to pick up or like uh, this season is for a reason like to work on other things. Yeah. Just kind of chilling
0: and like not constantly doing something is something that I definitely need to work on. And especially like seasonally, I feel like we kind of talked about this last year when you're like, it's winter and I just don't have the same, like, I just don't have the same workload. And that's always like kind of messed with your head. Well, since I've known you. Yeah, no, it definitely does
2: mess with my head. And I feel like I kind of have to, I transitioned from shooting weddings and like being the photographer to them being more of like a content creator and like working with brands during the winter. And that's kind of a hard transition for me to make because I'm always like, oh, I need to be shooting, shooting, shooting. Like mm-hmm. it's still hard for me to realize that this other part of my business is actually a part of my business. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You did wow, great! Wow, so deep! Oh my gosh!
1: You survived! You survived you speed round. You did so well. <laughs> How do you feel? Um, Take a deep breath. We did so it. I feel so
0: exposed. <laughs> well, thank you for exposing. I we <laughs> we appreciate vulnerability on the Love That for Us podcast because it makes people sure feel seen and related to. And of course, we know you didn't ask for that, but um, <laughs> people can find you on Instagram at Cassidy Lynn, YouTube at Cassidy Lynn tiktok at Cassidy Lynn photo and listen to your podcast which is oh shoot with Cassidy Lynn everything is that with all the same. those are the yeah. ones
2: yes yeah and Lynn um, is with an e at the end okay Yes. not to get confused with the normal Lynn l-y-n-n-e mm-hmm. there's an e
0: <laughs> she's extra yeah. um and then you have like a course that's available right now your wedding photographer course mm-hmm. yes yeah What's that's like that always available it's literally just like a walkthrough
2: of a wedding day like I literally hired a videographer to follow me around all day so you hear me like I'm mic'd up and everything for an entire wedding day and then there's videos about like different like workflows and like my setup so there's some teaching and then you can actually like follow me on a wedding day so
0: that's so that's so valuable I love that
2: I think so too
0: (sighs) Well, we are so grateful for your time. Thanks for coming and hanging out and being a part of really the first guest of this to be very successful podcast.
2: I am honored. I can't wait for your success. I love that for us.
0: (laughs) I love
1: that for us.
2: Love that for us. All right. Bye, everyone. We will see you later.